Praise the Lamb of God, this is D.K. Groom, with Rock Solid Truth, and I'm so glad that you have joined with us tonight for our Rock Solid Truth broadcast. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. We had a wonderful day today. We baptized my grandson, Jacoby, and dedicated him unto the Lord with the parents. Uh, a lot of the family came, and so we praise God for that opportunity and praise God for the opportunity just to praise and to worship and to magnify the Lord. Amen? you got your Bible. Please turn to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. The title of my message is, The Love of God May Be Your Problem. And when I relate that, I'm, what I'm talking about is that if you don't understand, comprehend to the length, breadth, and depth, and height of God's love, then you're not filled with the fullness of God. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. And Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend or understand with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Let us pray. Father, thank you again today for your word, and thank you again for the opportunity that we've had today to reach souls, to touch souls, to magnify and glorify your precious name. We give you all the praise and all of the glory, thanking you in advance for ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts to proclaim the goodness and the things that you have in store for those who believe. Amen. For the past couple of weeks, I have been bringing to you revelation, and the revelation has been about the love of God. And I pray that you've been blessed by what you've been hearing. The Word of God expressed and has expressed itself that we may contemplate the mercy and the grace and the awesome love that God has for you and I as his children. I have said this so many times, and I've, I've related to it, and i said that God carries an 8 by 10 picture of me everywhere he goes, and I believe that to be true. That's how much God loves us. I believe that's how much God desires for us to know how much he loves us. If you have revelation of that love, if you have that kind of love, or you understand that kind of love, then the things that you go through in this life are going to seem insignificant to the revelation of that love. That's a powerful statement. I probably need to say it again. If you have revelations of God's agape love, and if you understand that kind of love, then the things that you and I go through in this life are going to seem so insignificant to the revelation of that love. I can tell you that that tremendous change, that a tremendous change has taken place in my life simply because I've come to the understanding of his agape love. It's how do I put it? It's the center of everything that I am. It's the essence of who I am in Christ. It's the wonderment of knowing the breadth, length, depth, and height of God's love and how that breadth, length, depth, and height is centered around and in me. It's the reason that I'm able to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It's the reason that I'm able to abide, period. The Word of God says that if you abide in me and I abide in you, amen. 
you shall have what you will. You can pray what you will, and it shall be done. It's the fortress and the tower that I lean on in the midst of the storm that I may be going through. It's that which is beyond my knowledge and brings me revelation of his knowledge. To put it very bluntly, it's my safety net. It's the wheel in the midst of his wheel. It's a stone in which the entire temple is built upon. The word of God proclaims the story. God is love. And I have come to the place of understanding his love and the revelation of that love. And what it has done for me is it's made me free and free indeed. Bondage disappears in the midst of love. Chains and fetters no longer hold us captive. The bird has been freed from the cage simply because of love. It's something that every single one of us must know. And we must know it every single day because it's going to bring us closer to the place and the revelation of Enos. You remember Enos, the one that was taken? Look at Genesis chapter 5, verse 24. Revelation, Genesis chapter 5, verse 24. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. When I quote this verse, I pray that you have understanding as to what I'm referring to. His love is the place where I go in all circumstances and situations. It's the place that I go when I'm hurt. You see, we don't talk much about that. Men don't talk much about being hurt. Men don't talk much about being misunderstood. But if you don't have that safety net, if you don't have that place to go, in the place of hurt and misunderstanding, You're going to have negative things popping up. You're going to have weeds popping up in the midst of your soul. You see, his love is the place that I go when I'm criticized, and I am often. When I'm persecuted, and I am often. And when I'm judged by mankind. The place that I go is his love. Whatever comes against me, I go back to that revealed revelation of his love. And it's that revelation that brings me through every single time. Lord, I know that you love me and your thoughts towards me are to bring me to an expected end. Look at Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. This is God speaking, says the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. You see, every single one of us who are born again, God has got a purpose and God has an expected end that he wants us to come to. And that expected end is through the vehicle of his agape love. That wonderful and precious agape love. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. 
Nay, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the safe place. This is the place, the safe place that I believe every child of God needs to be in. It's a call, it's a high tower, a fortress. The dwelling beneath the shadow of the Almighty. This is it. Knowing the love of God and how his love is manifest, manifest towards you. You know, I don't have to tell you that life is tough. Life is harsh. Life is unrelenting. Life is unfair. And if you don't have this safe place, this high power in which to find a refuge, you're going to find yourself struggling. Struggling as to why this is taking place in your life. You know, I hear so many people say, well, whatever. Whatever's not going to take care of it. Because when you state whatever, you're struggling. You're struggling. There will be those who tell you that the reason is because you've not prayed enough. You've not sought the face of the Lord enough. You've not fasted. You've not paid your tithe. There will be those who will tell you that you're backslidden and that you're not in the place that you need to be. That's not true. The word of God is very clear. Many who obeyed God found themselves in situations and circumstances simply because they obeyed God. Paul and Silas in the prison of Macedonia. How did they get there? All they did was obey the vision that God that they had received in the middle of the night. The vision said, we need your help, come. They left and they came. When they arrived, they ended up in prison. The disciples, when they obeyed the Lord and got into the ship, they didn't want to go. They were fishermen. They knew that a storm was coming. But they proceeded to go to the other side. And in the midst of the Sea of Galilee, they encountered this storm that was literally going to destroy their lives. What brought victory in the midst of the hell that Paul and Silas were going through? What was it that brought them victory? It was the love of God and faith in that love. What brought the, the disciples to that place of victory? The love of God as he walked to them on the water. Without this revelation of love, I tell you, you're going to struggle. And you may not believe the words that I'm giving to you now, but there will come a time when you're going to struggle if you don't come into this revelation of love. Look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 8. Philippians chapter 3, verse 8. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, of whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, 
that I may win Christ and to be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. Why are all things lost to Paul? Because he's come into the revelation of God's love. But we come to the question that most people will ask, and that is, why do the majority of God's people have revelation concerning the love of God? Why do not the majority of God's people have revelation concerning the love of God? Most of them don't even know that 3, 16 through 19, exists. And the reason that I believe that most have not come into the revelation of his love is religion. Because religion has taken us backwards. Religion tells you that you cannot experience the love of God until you do more, until you fast more, until you pray more. You cannot be healed until you do more, until you believe more, until you fast and pray more, until you study your Bible. God is not going to move until you do something to move the hand of God. That is the mentality of most teachers and people. I received this email from an acquaintance of mine, and this is what it said. Prayer is the voice of faith that moves the hand of God. Let me say it again so you grasp it. Prayer is the voice of faith that moves the hand of God. And multitudes of preachers and people embrace this theology. And it's a false theology but yet they embrace it. God does not move because you pray. God does not move because you pray more. God does not move because you fast. God doesn't move at all. He's already moved. And there's nothing that you can do to improve on the moving that he's already done. He sits at the right hand of the Father, and we sit at his right hand. He's made his enemies his footstool, because all things have been done. That's why he cried out on the cross, it is finished. There's nothing left to be done. The love of God is not hidden from you until you do something. The love of God is revealed and brought forth when you understand how much he loves you. Let me tell you what religion is. It's stinking thinking. Religion is the hoops that you got to jump through, and they want you to keep jumping through hoop after hoop after hoop. Religion is the end of performance that gives you a funeral. Religion is the ministration of death like the Ten Commandments are in the Old Testament. And it's hindering you from receiving this abundance of God's life and love. I am saying everything that I can do to try to bring you to drop these barriers. Drop these barriers in your life. And in the midst of saying all of these things, 
Many, many people believe I'm coming against the church. I'm not. I am not coming against the church. I am against the lies, and I have the responsibility as a servant of God to exercise the authority of the platform that has been given to me, to stand against anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought, <clears throat> excuse me, to the obedience of Christ. God wants you to know about his love passionately. Faith is not abnormal. That's the kind of faith we should be walking in. It's not something that's radical or out of date. Walking by faith should be normal to the child of God. Look at 1 John chapter 2, verse 7. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which ye have from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you. That thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past, and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light. And there is none occasion of stumbling in him. A couple of weeks ago, I brought to you the understanding how a person engulfed in religion would see these verses of Scripture. Look at verse 11. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whether he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. Darkness here in this verse of Scripture is in relationship to the clutches of the devil. He that hateth his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he goes because the darkness has blinded his eyes. People will read that and say, I, do not, I don't want to be in darkness. I don't want to be blinded. I want to walk in the light. So what do they do? Religion tells them, Go love your brother. If you will love your brother, you can get out of this darkness and abide in the light where there's no stumbling. Look at 1 John chapter 2, verse 10. He that, he that loveth his brother abides in the light, and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. If I will love my brother, I can get out of this depression and oppression that I'm in. That's what religion says. So the church is full of people who are trying to love their brother through glittered teeth, through offense and insult. Let me say it again. And so the church is full of people who are trying to love their brother because they think loving their brother is going to bring them out of this darkness. And they try to love these people that they can't stand through glittered teeth, through offense and insult. And they go through the motions of hugging and telling each other they're sorry, when in reality, 
they would just as soon punch their lights out. Yeah, I'm talking to you. They would just as soon beat them like a drum. That's how they really feel. But because they feel they must say and do the right thing, the church thing, they tell each other they're sorry, and then they hug and make up. What are these scriptures really saying? How do you turn this around in your life? You do not turn it on. You not you do not turn it around by trying to get rid of the darkness. You turn it around by turning on the light. And when you turn on the light, it gets rid of the darkness. Walk into any room that is filled with darkness. Turn on the light switch. Darkness leaves. Darkness does not leave by you trying to shovel out the darkness. You cannot open the window and push out the darkness. Darkness leaves by you turning on the light. The light of God's gospel, the light of the, the light of God's love. The way that you get rid of Satan in your life is by turning on the light. The same way that you get rid of oppression and depression in your life is by turning on the light. And you turn on the light by coming to God and being honest and saying, God, I'm having trouble loving some people. I have a problem loving this one certain person. That's being honest. That's going to God. Lord, they irritate me. They offend me. They're brash, arrogant, and insensitive. And I have a hard time loving them. And then you ask the question, Lord, how do you love me? Show me how you love me. And when he shows you how he loved you and how that love was unconditional, irregardless of what was taking place, you will have no problem loving other people. When the Lord shows you how he loved you, it will cause you to love other people. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19. And to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. When you are filled with the fullness of God, you are filled with love. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Through the scripture, for the love of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knows God. So what must I do to be loved of God? Love one another. No, that's not what the verse is saying. Loving others is the proof that you have been brought into the relationship and revelation of God's love. That proves that you've been brought into this revelation when you love others. If you want to love other people, you've first got to have a revelation as to how much he loves you. You can't love somebody else if you don't know how much he loves you. 
And it's that revelation, breadth, length, depth, and height, that causes you to love others. God is love. And when you receive that love, it will cause you to love other people. Your performance, your attitude towards others does not gain you favor with God. Your trying to love others does not bring you acceptance with God. When you accept the love of God as a gift and allow that gift, that unconditional love, that gift, when you accept it, you grasp it, it will cause you to love other people. I cannot tell you how many Christians I see struggling to do what is right, trying to live right, trying to be right, trying to do all things right. And here is what the Word of God says. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. John chapter 7, verse 28. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. If you believe on him as the word of God instructs you through the love of God, then out of your belly is going to flow rivers of living water. Love. Not a stream, not a creek, not a fountain, not a brook, but a river. And the river is flowing. The only one that can stop it up is you. Because coming out of God, it's not stopped up. It's not dammed up. It doesn't have to be worked up. It's flowing and it's living. This is not the description of the average child of God today. John fifteen seven and 8. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Therein is my Father glorified, that ye may bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, he says, you're going to bear much fruit. Bearing fruit has to do with words that are abiding. Words that are life. Words that are flowing, rivers that are flowing. This is what happens, and it happens automatically when you have a revelation of God's love. And until then, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle trying to live that Christian life. The Christian life is not hard. It's not difficult. It's impossible to live. I'll say it again, it's impossible to live it if you do not have the revelation of the love of God. You will not love people until you understand his love for you. I will say it again. You will not love people until you understand his love for you. You will not turn the other cheek until you understand his love for you. You will not give your coat and then give your overcoat until you understand his love for you. The Christian life is beyond your ability to live. 
it can only be lived through Jesus Christ. The way that you live the Christian life is naturally, supernaturally. And when the Christian life is lived naturally, supernaturally, then the Christian life is easily walked because you're not walking in it. He's walking it through you. You cannot love people if you don't have a revelation of God's love because you cannot give away what you don't have. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you and praise you today that the mighty name of Jesus Christ shall be exalted. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the essence of what has been spoken here. And I pray that your people will grasp a hold to the breadth, length, depth, and height of your word so that it may flow in their lives. Holy Spirit, do a work. Do a work in the midst of your people. All in the mighty name and matchless, precious name of Jesus Christ. This is DK Groove, the Rock Solid Truth. Go with God, and He will surely go with you. <laughs>